Hello, gang. This is John Syatt. Well, I want to share with you a story that uh, I guess happened about, uh, gosh, seven years ago or so. Uh, I had the opportunity to uh, spend some time in Palm Beach, Florida. I was there for a business event and then also spent some time vacationing. And I had the opportunity to tour a $75 million beachfront estate. The, the house was gorgeous. It was about 10,000 square feet. It was a beautiful home. I guess the most beautiful part about it, though, was the fact that it was situated right there on the ocean. Literally, the backyard of the property was the ocean, just sand and then the water. It was gorgeous. But the most notable thing about the entire estate was not that. It is what I saw when I walked into this beautiful state. Just past the uh, entrance, uh, which was a, um, uh, a stone-paved driveway, into a huge iron gate that led to a uh, kind of like a foyer. Beyond the foyer of this home, just to the right, was the most prominent thing, at least at that point in the home. It was a library. It was so interesting. This big, beautiful, just gorgeous library with uh, shelves that went up to the ceiling, which was about uh, 20, 22 feet high. One of those libraries that uh, if you've ever seen a movie in those old libraries where they have the ladders that uh, run along the bookshelf so that you can get to the very top, you know, the ladders on a wheel and they just uh, on a track and you can push it all the way around the shelves to access the books at the highest shelf. Well, it had one of those systems. It was that impressive of a library. It was impressive because literally there were thousands of books books uh, of uh, ancient history, Greek mythology, uh, modern books of history, personal development. I mean, you name it, the books were there. It was a very comprehensive library, but a beautiful library. It was gorgeous. And I was standing there in awe, admiring this library. And the person next to me, this gal, whom I did not know, said, well, I doubt that he's even read these books. And I, I looked at her in disbelief. I thought, did she really just say that? And I said to her, my, my response was kind of just knee jerk. I couldn't help myself. I said, well, my suspicion is that if the guy owns nine homes around the world like this, which he does, that he's probably read these books. And I don't know that she liked that answer, but I gotta believe it's true. You know, it's so interesting that if you take a look at that particular home and then compare it to the average home, well, the average home doesn't have a library in it. And you might say, well, John, of course it doesn't have a library in it. They don't have space to have a library. Well, okay, they may not have space to have a library, but do they have bookshelves in the home in places where they could put bookshelves to accommodate the books? Because the fact is that Anybody, regardless of the size of their home, can have a lot of books. It's not so much the library as it is the books and more specifically the commitment to personal development, to achievement. You know, as I st stood there and I just looked at that library in awe, the, the message was really clear. This man, these people who own this home were very much into goal achievement. It was very clear that they were focused on education, learning, growing, and becoming more to do more. And it was no coincidence that that was the case and the fact that they owned multiple homes, including the $75 million estate in Palm Beach, Florida. So my question for you is, 
Are you focused on goal-achieving activities or tension-relieving activities? Are you doing the things that are necessary to allow you to achieve the things that you say that you want, the life that you say that you want, to have the, the business that you want, to earn the amount of money that you want, to have the, the mental, physical, and emotional capacities that you say that you want, to have the sort of relationship that you want? Are you doing the things necessary to build the person mentally, physically, and emotionally, and spiritually, who will have those things. See, the average person will forego, they'll forget, they'll overlook, they'll avoid the goal-achieving activities and replace them with tension-relieving activities. That's why if you take a look at the average person's home, the focal point of their home is the family room and the TV. But what is interesting is, gang, that as I went through that $75 million estate, the focal point was the library. And it's not a coincidence that that is true. So I just want to share with you this concept of book ending your days. Because what I know is this, that if you're going to achieve anything greater than what you've already achieved, you're going to have to get outside of your comfort zone. You're going to have to begin to do things that you've never done before. And one of the best ways to do that is to, of course, begin to put into our brains positive messages and information that will help us to transform. You know, what we read, what we watch, what we listen to, those things are exceptionally important in terms of changing our mental attitude, in terms of changing our mental paradigm, the way we see the world, the way we think, the way we behave, the way we feel. Look, what we think affects what we uh, feel, our emotions, and our emotions affect our actions, and our actions very clearly define the results that we're going to get. So one of the things that uh, I, I like to do that uh, I've done for many years is I bookend my days. Well, John, what's bookending? Bookending is this. I try to finish my day with reading, watching, or listening to something that is powerful, that it's positive, that makes me better, that it is a goal-achieving activity and not a tension-relieving activity. There's plenty of opportunity for tension-relieving activity. We do it all the time. You know, our phone gives us the opportunity to do that. Our television gives us the opportunity to do that. Our radio in our car gives us the opportunity to do that. But are we taking the time to bookend our days, to focus on messages that allow for goal achievement, for personal development? One of the reasons that I do it just before I go to bed is this. I discovered this many years ago. When I was in college, my mode for studying for an exam was cramming. That's what I did. I would cram. I wouldn't study the, the days or the weeks leading up to the exam. I would study the night before. And I'm not recommending this. It's not necessarily a good idea, but this is what I did. I would study the night before, and I would study until 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning, sometimes 4, so get a couple of hours sleep, get up, study some more, and then go and take the exam. But the interesting thing that I noticed is this, that when I fell asleep for those 2 to 3 hours, I would dream the things that I had been studying. So if I was studying for an economics exam, the things that I had been studying, I began to dream when I fell asleep. I dreamt about the theories, about the, the, um, the concepts, about the formulas. While I was asleep, it was so interesting. It was an interesting discovery. So what I realized is that our brain turns on the things that we put into it just before we go to bed. So if you want your brain to focus on positive things, then put positive things in. If you want your brain to focus on negative things, then watch the news. Then read the news uh, on your news feeds, right? Pay attention to social media because there's plenty of negativity there. 
But if you want your brain to turn on positive things, then intentionally, consciously find things that are positive that you can read, watch, or listen to before you go to bed. And gang, I have to tell you that it is very powerful. It is a game changer. Because as much as you might think that the four, four, five, six, seven, eight hours of sleep that you get every single night, that your brain goes on shutdown mode and it recuperates, the fact is it is turning on all of the content that it picked up the previous day and the previous days. And it is so critical that we take control of that process because the fact is that the average person has 60,000 thoughts and the vast majority of those thoughts are negative. We have to be the guards of, of the gates of our mind. We have to stand there and only let the good in and prevent the bad from getting in. And it starts by bookending our days. Before you go to bed, put the positive content in. And then when you get up in the morning, do the same thing. What I find is that when I get up in the morning, that my brain is the cleanest that it is at any point during the day. That that slate is cleanest because it's had the night to recuperate. And it's had the opportunity to focus on the things that I intentionally put into it. So when I get up in the morning, I find that I'm most impressionable and I'm most open to concepts that time of the day. And so I make certain that I read, watch, or listen to something, again, that is positive. Again, so much of our success has to do with the way that we think. And the way that we think has so much to do with what we put into our brain. So don't take for granted the way that you feel. Recognize that the way that you feel and the way you behave is very directly related to the content that you pour into your brain. So take an active approach to what you put into your brain so that your brain is more powerful and it's more focused on the concepts and the ideas and the emotions that will create the actions that will give you the results that you want. Give these things some thought, and as usual, I'll see you at the top.